Hello everybody, thanks for checking into Moving Up the Ladder as we look to bring you some insight and knowledge into improving the success of your career, no matter what part of the ladder you might be standing on. For localjobnetwork.com radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Now whether you're currently unemployed or maybe you have a job and you're just looking elsewhere for work, the interview does tend to be that place to close a deal on landing a new position, and knowing what the employer wants to hear during the interaction will definitely give you a leg up. Now to give us an idea of what the employer is looking for and how we can express those items, we have Jessica Hernandez joining us from Florida. Jessica is the president and CEO of Great Resumes Fast, as well as a former human resources manager and recruiter. Thanks for coming on today, Jessica. Thank you for having me. Now, if we jump really right into the idea of, you know, again, what the employer wants to hear in that interview, uh, clearly that's important information and very valuable. Let's just start off with finding out in terms of what do they want to hear from that candidate in terms of them taking instruction if they were to be an employee? What sort of things are they looking for? Sure. The employer is looking to know that they only have to tell you something once and you're going to do it and you're going to do it. um, You're going to get the job done right. And they're not going to have to micromanage you or ask you to do something more than once, no Mm -hmm. matter what it is that they've asked you to do. So that's really what they're looking for. And the best way to articulate that when you're in an interview is to use past experience or previous experience. So always try to share an example of how you've done something previously, especially if they're asking you about something specifically. But since this is one of the important points that you want to communicate to the employer, whether they ask you this question up front or not, you definitely want to make sure that you're using an example of how you've done something like in the past, how you've run with a project or a task that the employer has given you, how you've been proactive and handled it in a way where the employer themselves did not have to come in and micromanage you and ask you and check up on you, you know, 10 different times mm-hmm. if you've finished the project or done what you're supposed to do. And I think that's the toughest part of this is we can we can talk about what they want to hear, but it's the idea of how do we express it without just saying, well, I, I'm this. I know how to take instructions. And, and you sort of mentioned there trying to bring up examples. How about the idea of, of maybe trust? Because I think there's a lot of what goes into this is trust, especially the new employee. You, you know some about them, but you don't really know them. I guess how, how can you express the, the trust side of things in terms of giving examples that you are trustworthy and you can just give this to me once and I'll take care of it? Sure, absolutely. What I always try to do, even when I'm in an interview, um, interviewing for a type of any type of position, but specifically my background with HR and recruitment, what I would do is use previous examples of how I did that in the past. For example, in one of my positions, one of the things that we had to do was we went through a layoff, and that's a huge confidentiality issue because a lot of times, you know, with companies, they don't want you to share that information or it doesn't need to get leaked out before. Sure. It's time. And so basically, I use that example. I said, you know, I've successfully handled layoffs in the past where, you know, I had to keep the strictest confidentiality. And each person is different. Each each job seeker is going to have different experiences. So they need to be ready to relate how they've been responsible, confidential, and trustworthy in the past as it relates to them and their specific experience. How about, and I'm just sort of throwing this off the top of my head, I mean, can you use, I mean, are numbers okay in this sense too, if, if you're talking about completing a project? I mean, is that is that too much? Is that too cold? Or do you, do you stick more to behavioral things here? When it comes to the trustworthy and responsibility thing, I would stick more to situations, okay. um, circumstances. This isn't really a place for numbers. It's always good to use numbers, accomplishments, and successes in the past, sure. but maybe not in this regard when you're trying to communicate that you're a trustworthy employee. There, they're looking more for 
for how you handled the situation and what the outcome of that situation was. Okay. Uh, you know, on the other side of things a little bit, there's obviously a lot of collaboration in the workplace now, and that's seen as something that's extremely beneficial. And obviously it, it does have a, a big place in a lot of uh, work environments nowadays. I guess when you're in that interview then, what do employers, what do they really want to hear in terms of how you're going to work in a team or, or on the collaboration side of things? Sure. They just they don't want you to just say, you know, hey, I'm a team player. Because right. everybody can say, you know, I'm a team player or I work well as part of a team. Again, it's always important to share past experiences and examples of how you've done that. And really great ways to do that when you're talking about how you can collaborate with a team is to talk specifically about how you have gotten multiple groups of people together within your organization, maybe from different departments, different branches, how you brought them together yourself to successfully accomplish whatever the project is. And again, it's going to be different for every job seeker, but what they're looking for is what was your part in that? How did you um, help and what did you contribute? Mm -hmm. So try to be specific about what you did as a team player without just coming out and saying, you know, hey, I'm a team player. Because sure. that past experience is how you're going to be judged for your future, what they're going to expect from you as an employee. So try to use things that relate to that specific position. So use an example of how you managed a project that maybe you know you, you would be managing in this new position and how you did that successfully and how you brought people from different departments together and what the outcome of that was. You know, you mentioned a part there, obviously, as well, and you know, we have to speak in generalities here, but the point being, make sure you know exactly what the position is looking for, uh, you know, what the employer is like in terms of culture and what they what they expect. I think that's a big part of it. And uh, you know, along the lines, you talked about having examples. I also guess I wonder, as far as skills or traits um, in terms of working as a team, you said, obviously, don't just go out there and say, yeah, I'm a team player, I like to work in a team, but are there certain skills or traits that they'd be looking for or wanting to hear, you know, maybe something about open-mindedness or an analytical mind? I mean, are there any buzzwords or things that they might want to hear in that regard? Every employer is going to have different um, traits or skills that they're looking for. A lot of those things you can find out in the job advertisement, but you need to be prepared and ready before you go to the interview because some of those things are not going to come up until you're in the interview. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you how the employer is going to do it. They're going to ask you a question. They're going to say, do you have experience doing this? Or have you ever done that before? Whatever is at the end of that sentence. Have you ever done this? Have you ever done that? That That's where their need is. Okay. That's exactly what they're looking to hear that you have experience in. And that can relate to skills too. But one of the things that's really important, I think, especially in today's economy, is being able to articulate that you're flexible and you're adaptable. Because a lot of employers nowadays, especially with the way things are going, they want to know that you're flexible, that you can take on extra duties if you need to, that you um, can juggle more than one project at a time, that you can run with things. If they change, you're okay with that. You're not going to freak out on them. Those are important things that employers want to know because Companies have to stay on top of their game, especially with, like I said, the economy being the way it is and them having to, um, you know, save money and cut costs and things like that. And they're getting very creative how they do that. And they want to know that you're going to adapt to that, that you're flexible, that you're open to that, um, doing what's best in the best interest of the company. Well, I think it's great advice there in terms of the flexibility side of things. You know, I think obviously an employer wants to hear that you're going to complete those tasks that they, they want you to do or, you know, um, when you're participating in something, it's going to be a high quality type thing. But in my mind, being able to, to sort of prove that or even by going to past experiences, that doesn't necessarily 
say you're going to achieve the tasks in the same manner at this employer. So I guess, what's your advice in trying to to show them or prove to them that, yes, I, I am going to have high quality work? I mean, do you bring items in? Do you, do you bring different things in? And what's your take there? Well, if you have a portfolio, if your um, type of field or position lends itself to that, absolutely bring it in. What I would always do, um, especially because human resources, to me personally, is not a very numbers-based um, position. Sure. So it's always hard to prove with, you know, numbers, how you've done what you've done. And that's true of many types of positions. So if you don't have, um, you know, exact numbers or um, accomplishments or successes that, you know, really jump out, really try to think about what you've contributed to the employer and how, how you've went above and beyond what your job duties and responsibilities were. And then if you do have numbers, bring them, tell them. I always take like a little, um, leather binder portfolio with a couple of things jotted down. And, you know, I've told um, clients in the past, if you don't brag about you, who will? And I know brag has a negative connotation to it, but basically if you don't tell the employer about your past successes or the things that you're capable of achieving, no one else is going to do that. You're responsible for making sure that they know that you can handle whatever the job is and that you can meet and exceed their needs. And you know, again, I know I keep going back to this, but the best way to do that is through your past experiences with other employers because that's the best judge of what you're going to do next. So anytime you have accolades, um, awards, anything like that, especially when it comes to numbers and accomplishments that directly relate to the need of the employer, share those things in the interview. And that was one thing I was going to ask about the you know, idea of bragging or sort of speaking you know, about yourself. I mean, is that really the, the best advice is to, to kind of just focus on things that, that have actually been accomplished as opposed to saying, you know, I'm great in doing this or I'm great in doing that? Because I do think people get uncomfortable in, for the most part, sort of trying to express themselves in that positive way. I mean, do you have any other advice on that? It's really important never to be like arrogant or full of yourself, conceited when you're coming off in the interview. But what you do want to do in the interview is be very fact-based. Mm-hmm. Don't make it, you know, like these big grandiose statements, you know, that sound like big fish stories. <laughs> be very fact-based. Tell them exactly what you've done and that you are confident that you can do that for them too. But as it relates to their needs, I mean, don't pull things out of your past work history that have no relation to the position that you're interviewing for. You know, make sure that you choose things that you know are based around that employer's needs because basically they want to know that you can meet their needs. So, for example, if I'm going for a sales position, it it doesn't really help me to mention I was like an all-star baseball player or something like that. doesn't matter at all. No, not okay. really, no. Right. Absolutely <laughs> not. I just wanted to ask. You never know. I mean, uh, now, how about, and I'm just, again, I'm sort of bouncing a, a different thing off of here, but I mean, how about if you're in that interview and, you know, it's it's this person's office and you see, you know, a photo of them fishing or you see, a, you know, some sort of award in a sport or a performance. I mean, then is it worthwhile to sort of bring something up that might mesh or is that still tricky ground there? You know, if you're in um, the small talk, part of the mm-hmm. interview, which is typically before the interview or after the interview, absolutely. I mean, why not find some common ground? But during the actual interview, if it's not bring, you know, if the interviewer's not bringing it up, then I wouldn't really go off on some tangents. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Now, sort of along the same lines, uh, in a sort of offshoot way, you know, there is an expectation of loyalty, um, even though it's obviously different than 10, 20 years ago, especially. So I guess when an employer is thinking about loyalty and, and you know, both sides understanding it's it's a little bit different than it may have been in the past, I guess what, what do they have in mind? What do they want to hear in terms of being loyal? 
because there still has to be some understanding that we're not talking necessarily 30 years together as it might have been in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Loyalty isn't about longevity hmm. nowadays. It isn't about how long you're staying with the employer as much as it is about what you're doing while you're there and how you plan basically your exit strategy is what I call it. And a lot of times in an interview, an employer will ask you, do you need to give your current employer a two weeks notice or do you need to give a notice or have you given a notice in the past? Sure. And, you know, to them, it's not as much about, I guess, they're trying to gauge basically what you're going to do when you leave their organization. So it's really like a telltale sign. Are you going to give us a notice when it's time to leave? Right. Or are you just going to up and jump ship? So, Things like that are important, but also being able to communicate to them that, you know, if you ever need to leave, that you would do so in an amicable manner, in a way where you would be rehirable. But a lot of times what companies are looking for is um, not necessarily that you want to stay for 10 years, but that you're looking for a home or a place to grow. And it really depends on what your job search objectives are. A lot of the really what I think are like great employees are people who, you know, aren't necessarily going to say, Hey, I'm going to guarantee you that I'll be here for five years, Sure. but they're looking for either a home, a stable company, because um, they're not really looking for growth and advancement. They're looking for a nice cushy job that they can just excel in, but maybe they just want to stay in that one position. So in that case, I would say, you know, Hey, I'm looking for a home. I'm looking for a stable company that, you know, I can call home or you're looking for growth and advancement. Hey, I'm looking for a company that I can grow with that, you know, is open to advancement that I can move up the ranks in. A lot of times job seekers are either looking for one of two of those things. And it's important to communicate that to the employer. You're either looking for a place to call home or you're looking for a company that you can grow with. And a lot of times employers will interpret that as you want to stay. You're looking for a place to stay And whether that stay is 18 months or five years, that kind of sets their mind at ease that you're not going to job hop. And, you know, if you give them any inclination that you are, chances are you're not going to get the job. I think that's a great way to to look at and to express it. I think that uh, definitely gets the point across. Now, obviously, no candidate's going to be perfect. No employee's going to be perfect. You know, mistakes can be made or uh, maybe production's down, that sort of thing. So when you're in that interview when that question of maybe weaknesses come up or, you know, the idea of getting feedback or correction comes up, I mean, is there a is there a good way to answer that sort of question? You know, you have the classic, you know, well, what's a weakness of yours, that sort of thing. But um, I guess what do employers really want to hear or find out about you in terms of getting that feedback or that performance review type situation? Well, they want to know that you're open to correction, that you're open to instruction, that, you know, you're not going to get angry if they approach you about something that needs to be corrected or changed. A lot of times you can communicate that by past experience, but when it comes to the weaknesses thing, which, you know, some employers still do ask, you know, can you share with me one of your weaknesses or three of your weaknesses Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, you always want to take a strength and turn it into a weakness. And I'll give you a really good example. (laughs) Um, One of the things I used to say um, when employers would ask me this is, I put a lot of myself, I pour a lot of myself into my work and I take it very personally. So, you know, which to me, putting a lot of myself into my work is a really good thing and it shows how connected I am with my work. But the weakness of that, turning that into a weakness, is that I can tend to take my work personally. So, you know, if there was any negativity around that or any negative feedback, then, you know, 
I would get my feelings hurt because I poured so much of myself into that. Sure. But what I would say is, you know, but being aware of that, I make a conscious effort to be more objective and to not take my work so, you know, personally. And what's important to the employer is not necessarily whatever that weakness is, it's what you're doing about it and that you're aware of it. So, you know, definitely don't go out there and tell them, well, I can never get to work on time. I'm always <laughs> late. You know, my weakness is that I don't do my work like I'm supposed to, you know, because then you're just shooting yourself in the foot. But what you need to do is take one of your strengths, kind of turn it into a weakness, but don't just leave it out there like a weakness. Mm -hmm. Tell them that you're aware of it and that what you've done, the steps that you've taken to overcome that weakness. And that's where you want to leave off. You've overcome, you've overcame it or you're in the process of overcoming it. And this is what you're doing. Now you touched on a little part there that I wanted to ask about too. You know, there may be a situation where somebody did, you know, they're nailing the interview, they're doing really well, but is there, are there some things that could be said or done that really just, just ends that chance regardless of, of how well your skills match up or how experienced you are and say it's an hour interview and, and 40 minutes of it went well, what, what are those things that you could still say or do that completely tarnishes it and you lose your chance? Oh, absolutely. I tell you, one of the worst things that a job seeker can do is be negative or say anything negative about a past employer or coworker. Mm -hmm. Even if you preface it with, I don't want to talk bad about my past employer, <laughs> and then you say something, it doesn't matter. As long as it's negative, the employer is going to assume that you're going to speak negatively about them if you ever leave or that it's going to be a negative encounter. And no one wants that. Do not do anything that brings any kind of negativity into the interview. Even if it was completely your past employer's fault, why you left they totally you know screwed up and just really messed you over it doesn't matter mm -hmm. like just be positive and keep it as positive as you can and avoid saying anything negative about a past employer a past coworker, a past project anything like that just don't even um go there and then one of the other things you want to look out for is making it all about you by asking questions about salary, sure. benefits, perks, vacation, any of that in the initial interview. There is a time and place to discuss that, but 99% of the time it's not in the first interview. And if you're the one bringing it up, they're going to assume that's what it's all about to you and that it's not about, you know, the position and finding the right fit and is this the right job for you? You're all about the money and the benefits. And, you know, I think that may, a lot of that may sound like common sense, especially that, you know, not disparaging your previous bosses or coworkers. But I, I think it's important for people to hear because you get, you get in a nice conversation and, and maybe just something sort of creeps up on you. So I, I think it's important for people to hear that. So I appreciate you sort of reiterating that for uh, those listeners that have heard some of our shows in the past. Now, as we look to sort of wrap things up, I mean, I guess, did you have any last sort of words or a nice takeaway in terms of, um, you know, job seekers? looking to sell themselves in the interview because no matter what an employer wants to hear, it's really what it does come down to is selling yourself. I mean, did you have any, any last tips uh, before we go? Yeah, absolutely. There's two things I want to mention. The first is always be aware of what the employer's needs are because it's really important that you know what their needs are and you can either find that out by you know the job ad, the job description when you applied, or by the types of questions that they ask you in the interview. So you always want to communicate about how you're going to meet their needs. And then the second thing is Always be positive, enthusiastic, and share your interest. You would be really surprised how many people sound very disinterested in an interview, <laughs> and it can be because they're nervous, you know, just because they, 
they're just not really sure, they're kind of on shaky ground, but making sure that you communicate to the employer that you're excited about the position, that you're interested about the opportunity, communicating that gets the employer excited. And it shows them like, hey, this person is really amped up and excited about this opportunity, and that's great. It's a very positive takeaway for the employer when they see, you know, that this person is excited and that um, that person's confident in their ability to be a great fit for the job. Well, that'll just about do it for us today and our uh, conversation around the interview and, of course, talking precisely about getting a gauge on what employers want to hear and how you can express that in the interview. Our guest has been Jessica Hernandez, president and CEO of Great Resumes Fast. Uh, Jessica, how can people find out more about you and your work if they're interested? Sure, absolutely. They can go to our website. It's www.greatresumesfast.com. Well, thanks again for joining us. We definitely appreciate the, the tips and the insight today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. And that will bring Moving Up the Ladder to its conclusion. Of course, we want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So just drop us an email with any comments or suggestions to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you again.